right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi everyone, Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. So glad that you've decided to tune in today for what I guarantee will be an eye-opening and inspiring discussion. Now, I know many of you out there have seen the landmark documentary film, Thrive, What on Earth Will It Take? In fact, this film boasts close to, get this, 100 million views and has been translated into 27 languages. Now, that's a big deal. Considered one of the gold standards of truth within the alternative media, Thrive gave us a comprehensive, and I do mean comprehensive, look behind the Iron Curtain as to the history up to the present day about what's really going on in our convoluted system of modern society. From the social and economic condition to health and environment to science and spirituality and beyond, this film left no stone unturned on getting its millions of viewers up to speed on what has been and continues to be, well, our plight. However, what I loved about the original Thrive is that despite it all, we as a people were built to thrive, not just survive. And Thrive's ultimate mission was and continues to be for all of us to know and live that truth. Just when you think that Thrive One told the whole story, albeit back in 2011, Along comes Thrive 2, released just this past year. Thrive 2, This Is What It Takes, explores breakthrough innovations from around the world, unpacks the principles they have in common, and offers insights and tools and strategies for reclaiming our lives and our future. My guest today is Kimberly Carter Gamble, the woman behind both Thrive 1 and 2. She's a producer director, and co-writer of both films, along with her husband and the other half of this dynamic duo, Foster Gamble. Kimberly and I had a wonderful reunion. We haven't spoken in nearly 10 years when Thrive initially came out. I had Kimberly on the show in the very early days of Higher Journeys. In fact, at the time, it was called Conscious Inquiry. Well, needless to say, we had a lot to catch up on. How could we not with all that's going on right now. I'd say Thrive 2 is more necessary than ever before. And my conversation with Kimberly Carter Gamble, timely and urgent. I hope you'll tune in to the full discussion and then go get the film Thrive 2. You'll be so delighted you did. Enjoy everyone. Here's the show. Welcome journeyers. I think we've just started this show. I love doing it this way, Kimberly. Everyone, say hello to Kimberly Carter Gamble. I have not talked to Kimberly in close to 10 years. My, 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 how time flies and my, 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 how the world has changed, eh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Kimberly. Welcome. Well, thank you, so <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I, you know, rabbit holes amongst rabbit holes amongst rabbit holes. I don't even know where to start. We're not certainly not going to harp on the tumult that is the world that we're living in right now, because to me, both Thrive and now your brilliant baby Thrive 2 is the antithesis of what's not working and what is working can work and how the world can understand the dynamics of how that is done. I'm going to dive right in. I don't even have my notes in front of me. I may have to shrink the screen so I can, because I got some good stuff I want to make sure I get in. But I, I do want to start out with um, a question about the science that you 
open up this film with. Now, we know that Thrive, for those of you, and I know many of you out there have seen uh, the brilliant landmark classic at this point, Thrive, the original Thrive. What on earth will it take? What will it take? What on earth will it take? Yeah, what on earth will it take? Mm-hmm. Before it was a question, now it's an answer. Um, you are, Thrive represents to me the perfect balance of science and spirituality and controversy. We'll say mm-hmm. we'll call it that. Um, everything, our our beauty, our our oneness, everything is in there, and that's appreciated. And that's what this is about. And thrive yeah. too. You cover the gamut as well, but you put a heavy emphasis on the science of the universe, the unified yeah. field. You really yeah. dig into that. You yes. Do other areas, but we really, really plunge into the science of it. How did you make the decision to just start with that, to make that sort of the impetus? Well, yeah, that's that's a it's a good question. Um, so Thrive One, just so for the context of this, it's it just took off. Like you said, it came out nine years ago, and it ended up quickly with ninety one million documented views in twenty seven languages, and we heard from all these people who said geez, if you had this understanding, you might also be interested in what I've developed over here. And it was everything from um, new energy technologies in you know, Africa or Russia or Thailand or all through the United States, Europe. Any, anyway, we heard from people from all over or different health technologies or a shaman from Peru saying, you know, check out this for consciousness raising and Anyway, we heard from all these people and we did not intend to make a Thrive 2. It takes a lot of work. and um, But we just saw so many solutions. And there were, most people we knew were feeling pretty down about the state of the world. And we thought, God, you should know about all this. So anyway, we we went and we put together these teams of engineers and scientists and psychics and all kinds of people to travel with us to go check out uh, some of the best seeming new technologies and insights in order to see what really held up. And in the course of that, this is an answer to why did we start with the science, uh, we discovered that everybody who had the best documented solutions, we're operating with a similar understanding that we're part of an alive, interconnected cosmos, and that that's, it's an organized web of energy, and that there are um, knowable ways to engage with it, whether for the energy technology, for healing, for consciousness expansion, that they were all uh, had a common understanding of this uh, unified field. Uh, that's the term for it. It's what Einstein was looking for. And so we we said, you know, if we make this movie, the unified field will be the star. <laughs> so like starring the unified field, because it's really the basis from which everything is emerging. And then the question became as filmmakers, how do you make science interesting to people? Mm-hmm. And it's not commonly sort of registered, but in fact, science is a huge part, probably the main determinant of a culture's worldview is defined by science and what we believe is possible. 
And so if you think you're in a, you know, dead entropic universe, then things like competition and scarcity and uh, just a way of relating that we've been in makes sense. Go ahead, plunder the planet. You know, it's all dying anyway. Compared to that, uh, there's actually a way through resonance to work in harmony with what is uh, available in all those realms. And so uh, we thought, well, if we could show the possibilities that are emerging from this and then dive into the science and illustrate it as beautifully as we possibly could. Which you did. It's gorgeous. The Thank cinematography you. is amazing as usual. No surprise. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and the visual effects um, team, who's just a wonderful group, um, they worked with uh, cosmologist Nassim Harriman to get the most accurate, up-to-date understanding of quantum physics to inform the visuals. So you can see in the movie that, it, I mean, it's beautiful. And it also, we really do our best to help show that uh, science and spirit are one. It's just Absolutely. two different ways of exploring the same phenomenon. That's why the same understanding works for expanding our consciousness as for accessing new energy technology. So happy to see who I can now call my buddy, Nassim. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times back when we were doing face-to-face on-location interviews. And I was so delighted to see he played a an integral role once again, no surprise, as well yeah. as the Taurus playing a starring role. Yes. Let's talk yes. about that. I never get tired of talking about the brilliance of that that ubiquitous uh, uh, piece of geometry that seems to be everywhere and tells such a big story, the Taurus. Let's talk about that yeah. for a bit. Well, you know, it's funny when I met uh, Foster and he was talking about there being this fundamental pattern in the universe. And I hadn't really spent any time thinking about a fundamental pattern in the universe. I was much more oriented toward sort of <laughs> what's going on and all these problems and how are we gonna solve them? And, and then, you know, as we talked and explored it and he said, look, it's the ultimate symbol of sustainability. If you have something that works at every scale and it can be both distinct and unified at the same time. You've got a model for every single thing that needs to evolve from there. Our relationship with ourselves, with each other, with the planet and all of that. So in fact, this understanding that something can be true at every scale and that there are fundamental principles and um, like the structure and flow of that. And I personally use it a lot as a model in my relationship. I, I think this whole thing about being distinct and unified is probably the biggest challenge of- It's paradoxical. Yeah, right? it's a paradox. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna just say, I sorry to interrupt, but I gotta get yeah. this then. David Bohm has illustrated this beautifully in one phrase that he used that I quote all the time. And I, I believe you used an illustration of whirlpools in your film. Yeah, he yeah. said something to the effect of, we are like whirlpools, whirlpools in a stream. We have identity, but we do not have distinct borders. And yeah. he was really talking about that same fundamental, yeah. what would otherwise be a paradox. How can you be separate and uh, not really separate, unique, 
and yet no lines yeah. of demarcation at the same time. And you right. illustrated that beautifully as well. Thank you. I think it helps. And that's where science and spirit are one to know that like the whirlpool is made of the medium in which it exists. We are made of the medium in which we exist and we are distinct within it. And, and understanding who we are in relation to that and our own purpose and mm -hmm. everything then flows from that basic understanding. Yeah. I, uh, doing a little prep today, I, I discovered a couple of things about you that I didn't know. Another is that you're an avid gardener, as I am, am I. <laughs> I love gardening. And lately, Kimberly, it's been about the house plants for me because now there's no garden outside. I have to wait a couple more months. But uh, I bring that up in this context because understanding the unification that we have with nature and a lot of people still feel, oh, I know that's lovely, but it is more than a notion. I always say nature is more than a metaphor. It is a mirror. We yeah. are of it, it of us. Mm -hmm. How How does your your relationship with the natural world relate to this whole idea? How would you juxtapose the two from a science, from a quasi scientific perspective, from the, yeah. the Taurus to our interaction well, I, with nature? I, I feel like everything I've ever learned, <laughs> I have learned from the garden, at least as one source of the knowing, right? Even how I go along, I'm like, you know, I work, so I've worked with uh, UC Berkeley has a has um, a department that's working on cultivating native bees in response to bee colony collapse. And so they were um, teaching me different plants to put in. And so I just would put them all over to see, well, where do they do best, right? There's a relationship here between the plant and the soil and the environment. And I now have over 78 species of native bees in my garden here oh my in Northern goodness. California. And it's really fun to see because we have big issues with the various uh, frequency pollution and other things that are uh, threatening and really harming bees. And so to cultivate other pollinators is important and to just spend time touching the earth and being uh, in close relationship to its cycles. I think this cycle is a big, huge part of it in our relationship with that, mm -hmm. because one of the issues that we face, I think, is kind of a chronic, constant growth mentality, whether it's with the economy or input of any sort, it's just constant. And the downtime and the stillness is actually one of the main things that we learned about in the course of checking out all of these various innovations and solutions is that they all talked about stillness as the portal. And that stillness to me is part of the cycle where there's a time for everything. And and the other part about it was that stillness is not really still. I was just going to say, that's right. It, it's yeah. this rhythmic, balanced interchange of energy. And you really see that nothing's still in the garden. I mean, you sit still quietly long enough and you will hear it's an orgy of interaction nonstop out there, you know, yeah. whether it's underground in the colder seasons or above ground uh, when spring and summer come. But it's what's happening. And so... All of that helps inform me. And also, you know, every now and then something will come through and kind of wipe out some big part of it. And I know enough, thankfully, to let that 
be also and watch the natural healing that will take place as the immune system of the whole ecosystem will will kick into gear. So as long as the soil's healthy, then I know that we'll come back from whatever it is. And I and I certainly use that in my own body's health as well. Mm-hmm. The brilliance of the universe being self-correcting. Yeah. So resilient, yeah. despite what's thrown at it. And obviously we know so much more is being thrown at it, but it's still seems to prevail, but we've got to work along with it. Yeah. There's absolutely. a symbiosis, I think, definitely yeah. between yeah. us as living organisms as well as the organism of Gaia and beyond. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it's one of the things I've been studying a lot, the whole AI agenda and mm. how, how that overlays with things. And it's an interesting thing because uh, there are a lot of people in that who don't really value what they refer to as carbon-based evolution, you know, the natural world. And if you don't value it, then you're more willing to destroy it. And I think we really see that. And so this reverence for nature and exposure to the just intricacies of its brilliance, I, I feel is such an important part of of our work. And it's one of the reasons we really wanted to take time to share our reverence for the natural world in Thrive 2. Beautiful. Well, before we go any further, I think we would be remiss, Kimberly Carter Gamble, if we didn't give people a little teaser so that we can whet their appetite to go get it, because I know y'all are going to want to do it. So we're going to show you the trailer. And on the other side of this, we'll continue our conversation with Kimberly Carter Gamble. Watch this. There is a story we've heard so many times it's rarely questioned it says we live in a finite disconnected universe that nature is to be dominated starvation and poverty are inevitable there are rulers and those who are ruled that our bodies are simply machines that events are random. And we have no control over our own reality. This is the story we've heard a thousand times. But what if it's all a lie? A lie designed to keep us disconnected, disillusioned, defeated, and down. What if the universe is alive. What if we could access free, limitless energy? The background energy of everything around us is full of power. What if we could cure cancer? After nine weeks, my tumor was completely gone. What if we could expand consciousness? Consciousness is information. It has a pattern to it. What if we could liberate the world some people have the idea that if something is legal, it's moral. Morality doesn't work that way. If it's wrong for me and him and him and him and him and him, it's wrong for anybody, including government. From the creators of Thrive One, one of the most widely seen documentaries in history. I'm Kimberly Carter Gamble. And I'm Foster Gamble. Comes a film like no other. Virtually every solution we found has been made illegal or suppressed 
Their agenda is not a thriving world for everyone, but global control by an elite few. That rewrites the story by revealing the fundamental fabric that empowers and connects us all. There's a huge change that happens in civilization when they finally understand that there's a fundamental field that they're baiting in and that they can access it. We're very, very close to a true unified theory that is backed by consistent, relatable mathematics. We heard from over a thousand innovators from all over the world. Our attention shifted from possibilities to results. The test is successful. <laughs> the ability to tap the potential of the field is what gives us the evolutionary edge that our ancestors never had. The edge to not only survive, but to thrive. When millions of people say, we're not going to do this anymore, that can end entire empires without firing a shot. Is there something that we're not aware of yet, the knowing of which would actually transform the quality of life on Earth and have us thriving? Let's find out. Thrive 2. This is what it takes. Launching globally 2020. Kimberly, wow, is all I can say. Quick question. What do you think was the most challenging part of this very, very, I'm sure, arduous and brilliant film? What, what was the most difficult in, in uh, portraying or putting together in this film? Uh, let's see. Probably, well, there was a huge amount of um, travel involved in working with uh, various inventors who were intentionally off the radar and so navigating various security things and all that was sort of the logistically challenging part and i would say um the other part is just the place for fearless inquiry these days that's always it's really interested me to just be alive to to whatever I'm curious about and explore it and watching how um, it's happening that people are being more and more conditioned to not even ask certain questions or push the boundaries of what we might think is possible but what about this or listen to another person's idea all of that which it, it's one of my favorite things about Foster. It's just been a fascinating life together because there is definitely no place he won't go to explore and not naively and gullibly, but in order to see, so what is possible? What is this person saying? And what are the implications of that? And to find it, it the course of this helped us to really find our allies and really for me personally, to understand how controversial things some things are that I wouldn't have thought are particularly controversial. So I brought yeah. in um, some people who didn't share our worldview or experience actually to help write the script so that I could sort of un 
unpack it a little bit and explain things in a way that like, well, what about this? Instead of, whoa, watch this, you guys, it's so far right. out. Brilliant. So, that it, so that really helped. And we've done that each time to make sure that our team has people with a range of worldviews, because I think that's just a, a more valuable way to explore something. So that was challenging and valuable, uh, I would say. And then of course, what happened was, so we traveled all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, as the movie reflects, it's fun to be able to go with us on these various trips to explore these fantastic people from shaman and you know, South America to inventors in Africa. And like I said, uh, Thailand everywhere. And then we got back and we only had the beginning and the end scene left to film when COVID hit and everything started to be locked down. And those were two outdoor scenes. So we just said, quick, let's go get those things right now before, <laughs> before we can't. So we filmed those two things in a day, got back, and thankfully everything was then in the can and we could work uh, wow. remotely from there. So we were very fortunate. And then we did go back and get footage of COVID in order to put the movie in that context. And, oh, you, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was funny because in Thrive One, we have a slide and one of the uh, frames in Thrive One has man-made pandemic, uh intense uh frequency radiation um forced vaccines totalitarian takeover something like that all in one frame like we said look if this continues to go the way it's going we're going to get stuck in a really bad situation and we said that 10 years ago in thrive mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. and so when COVID hit it was a way to say here's something that's playing out and let's really pay attention and see what part of a larger picture, uh, what, what part of that picture is this? And so it doesn't mean that there um, isn't a problem and that there aren't people suffering from it. That's not the point. It's what's the uh, overall picture in which it exists. And so having the opportunity to kind of put that overlay into the film it's interesting because if you see the film, you would think what we're talking about, like it's more relevant than ever. I think it's helped people to be ready no for question. because Absolutely. we really question authority. I mean, sort of the punchline of the movie is, look, we take you on a tour to see all of these solutions all over the place. Why don't we have them? Mm -hmm. and why is it that some people get to have the authority to keep these things from us, to keep information from us. And we suggest that, as the trailer mentioned, you know, there's a difference between what's legal and what's moral. And it's time that we really stand up to that. And um, I believe say no to that level of suppression of information and possibility and claim uh, our own authority to have a thriving decentralized Mm -hmm. uh, lives all over this planet with all kinds of clean energy and good, you know, health technologies and practices for good uh, prevention of illness, early diagnosis of illness, natural cures of illness, all that kind of stuff. So we get into that in Thrive Two, of course, but it's all within this like 
Thrive 2, this is what it takes. It's a mm -hmm. very solution-oriented, ho hopeful movie. Agreed. Well, you've been consistent in the message and being comprehensive and presenting the problems as well as the solutions, the backstory. I'm putting up a banner right now so folks know we are going to take uh, a special segment over to the after show where Kimberly has agreed to go a little bit deeper into some areas that uh, certain venues you can't necessarily go deeper into. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? So join us for the after show right uh, after we finish this this uh, lovely conversation. Thank you for that, uh, Kimberly. Yes, of course. Oh, boy. You really made it by the skin of your teeth, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yes, realize that you were so close to current, you know, because I know that you you take your time in uh, uh, producing and, and uh, uh, creating, a, creating and producing and putting out a film. And yeah, we, we didn't take as long on this one. <laughs> Last yeah. time we had eight years, this time it was two years. It was only two? Yeah, it was only two years. We weren't planning to make a Thrive 2. We were Except really that. just checking out these different solutions. And it was only because they were so compelling and important and because we realized we were the only ones who knew mm -hmm. all of them and that if they knew each other and the world knew about them uh, we'd all be in better shape so it just seemed sort of inappropriate and selfish to keep that knowledge to ourselves yeah absolutely well you've done so many wonderful things a lot of people feel that it's just the the film first uh, the original Thrive and now Thrive 2 but you've got a whole movement happening yeah at yeah. uh, thriveon.com. Tell us a little bit about that, some of the other things yeah. that you have complementing yeah, so the movie. I'm very excited about it actually, because I have tremendous faith in people. I, I love people. I love to see the innovations that are possible when people realize who they are and what they're capable of. And I see it happening now in response to what's going on on the planet. There are people in every county all over all over the planet uh, region you know uh, organizing to help really make sure that very hard-won freedoms are not lost now and that we're able to especially maintain certain levels of health freedom that's just defined by owning our own bodies and so we're um, launching something called the thrive solutions hub which is a free open source web app designed to help people find each other and organize by issue, topic, and region. So if there's some aspect of what's going on that most concerns you, whether you're a parent and it's your kid's education in this new situation, or it's alternative uh, health care responses to COVID, or uh, the science behind the masks or you name it, whatever it might be that you want to understand better or organize around um, community food options, then you can uh, use the Thrive Solutions Hub. So we'll be launching that. Uh, I can't give an exact date. I'm just in a meeting after this one to get that sort of it. It'll be soon. Okay, uh, and I'm very informed. excited for that. So I, okay, and and that will be at thriveon.com that you uh, access the solutions hub. And then the other thing is we have the freedom portal, which is after you see Thrive 2 and you think, whoa, I mean, obviously there's so much that we couldn't get in there. And there are deeper conversations to explore. And Foster takes the lead in that in having a lot of um, fabulous deep dives, three weekends out of every month mm -hmm. into a different subject. And I'm going to be joining him 
for uh, the topic of uh, health freedom in March. So we'll have a series for on the 6th, the 13th, and the 27th will be with Greg Braden, who will join us there uh, talking about uh, transhumanism and the new science of self-empowerment. So we're really going at uh, health freedom and, and the full array of interface with AI and data and the fourth industrial revolution and things that people really need to understand as we move forward into, you know, this huge uh, technological overlay over our biological existence and, and how we want to relate to that. So anyway, the Freedom Portal is really fun. That's a subscription. Uh, the Solutions Hub will be a free app and we just uh, are doing everything we can to empower people to um, take control of our lives and help one another. What a mission the two of you are on. Of course, yeah. you were destined to come together. And I have a feeling, Kimberly, this isn't this wasn't your first go round in partnership. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you've had that conversation. You don't need to share that with us. But the things that you were doing, I'm just, I want you to know that the initial Thrive uh, film is still to this day, my go to reference when I'm talking to others who want to learn more. I yeah. point to Thrive. I've been doing it ever since it came out. And I mean it. I think it is the necessary. I call it a primer. It's a lot deeper than a primer. But it's the yeah. one thing that I could point to where people, when you start getting into conversa uh, conversations about what's really going on, how, and the context for how all of this has happened, and, and uh, as well as our capability, the first question people have, particularly when it comes to what's happened to us is, well, why why is this happening? Why would they do this at all? And right. the only way I can answer the question is thrive, watch the movie, and you'll understand. Yeah. Well, it's so just I not want... a quick, it's not a quick conversation. You have no. to be able to take some time to unravel it. And it's funny, thrive is being watched now by hundreds of thousands of, uh, of new people every month, because Still. I think it's actually becoming relevant again in a way people who were Absolutely. close to it before are saying, wait a minute, what? <laughs> These yeah. same people who went off with trillions of dollars in the 2008 collapse are going off with trillions of dollars now. And uh, let me figure this out a little bit. And what about the financial incentives mm -hmm. and the control incentives? And so, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm very grateful that it's been helpful for people. I, my, Great hope with Thrive 2. It, it kind of answers, it delivers on the promise of Thrive 1. So I love it if someone's seen Thrive 1 and mm -hmm. then sees Thrive 2, they both stand alone. Absolutely. Um, but the idea is to recognize the, the truth of our capacity for self-empowerment and self-realization. We really do have what it takes to thrive. And so given that, what do we need to do to claim it? And that's sort of our, the mirror we're hoping to hold up at this stage of our lives for people to be able to see themselves within this context of a thriving world. I think they will. I certainly think those that are poised to see themselves that way will. One of yeah. the things, Kimberly, as we wind down, I've had to uh, come to grips with in my uh, my exuberance over these these ideas is not everyone's going to hear you. Not everyone's going to be primed to uh, to hear this and understand that there's something called cognitive dissonance. We 
use that term yeah. a lot these days and it exists and it still exists at the same time it's it's refreshing to see so many others by by virtue of what's going on right now particularly waking up and asking bigger questions so this yeah. movie both, both thrive and thrive too couldn't uh, be here on this planet at a better time and a more important time well i appreciate that thank you and i think it's if we recognize that we're part of an alive interconnected universe and that 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 web is fundamentally a a web of love i i believe consciousness is love and that we are all connected and so what does that mean about unconditional love and and what does it mean about keeping our relationships and that love primary even as our worldviews are different mm -hmm. i don't know of a single family including ours that doesn't have a range of worldviews represented in it. Absolutely. And, and, and we just have to choose love and say we're maintaining this connection even as we navigate differently in how we relate to what's going on. And I think that that, you know, that's one of the things that we address a lot and that Foster addresses in the Freedom Portal. He had a whole month, I think, on how to have challenging conversations and maintain relations um, when we really mm -hmm. disagree about you know, potentially life-threatening uh, choices that are being made. And that's that's the challenge of, of these times. And I think as we meet this challenge, we're going to really uh, have tools that we've never had before on the planet. And so I'm, I'm grateful for it, even as I'm challenged by it. Yes, there's the paradox again. I think we are living in a virtual I don't know if I want to use that word, but a very real paradox right now. And yet yeah. there's something brilliant and beautiful about all that's unfurling opportunity yeah. as well as challenge or coexisting dichotomy on the precipice of change. I always talk about that. So it's great. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for all you're doing to help bring these conversations out. Oh, I really appreciate and love seeing you again after all this time. I know. What a treat. I love what I do. I love the audience. And if, if I can make just a little teeny, teeny dent in, in all that we're going through in a good way, I'm grateful. So thank you. Yeah. So in, in closing, what would you say would be the singular message? You probably said it already that you would want people to get from the film in a snapshot? <laughs> Just a little question. <laughs> I would say the primary message that I would want people to get from Thrive 2 is that we really do already have what it takes to thrive on this planet, both for the planet and for people in terms of access to clean energy that can help people have clean water and lights and heat and the things that are needed to free us into more harmonious, you know, ways of interacting uh, with each other and with the planet and that we can create healthy ways of relating to our bodies, to each other. And that this notion of centralized authoritarian control is something that is really worth looking at and dismantling in honor of claiming something different and new. And uh, as a result, uh, I do believe that we can thrive. I think that it is a bold proposition that requires that we do the work of knowing ourselves and then responding to what it is that we see as a result of that fearless inquiry into who we really are. So I believe it's a call 
and at the same time, a um, just a really hopeful mirror. Mm. It, it's the mirror that I would like people to see themselves within, because I think we've had a distorted mirror for a long time that leaves people feeling, you know, victimy and down and like there isn't much that's possible. This is the best we can do. And who's to think this and that and the other thing. It's like, that's not necessary. We actually have a world of possibility, infinite possibility, as Nassim describes with quantum physics and that, um, I encourage everybody to see the movie, of course, and find your place within the world of solutions uh, beckoning us. We will, of course, have a link that will take you directly to where you can either stream, rent, purchase, and a myriad of options to yeah. take this and then get comfortable. As I said, this is a sizable uh uh, watch about two and a half hours, but well worth it. And like you said, there, it could have easily been five hours. Yeah. So it's the same as drive one. Mm. Both, that? both movies took us the same amount of time to, uh, you can't quickly tell no. this story. So just settle in, get some popcorn. You can take a break between chapters, whatever's needed. I think that's um, a great idea. Yeah. I think that's a great, we'll be talking about it. As a matter of fact, everyone, I'm planning on doing a full on review on uh, our blog at higherjourneys.com. We're going to, we're going to be working with Thrive a bit great. more. So Thank you, uh, we'll make sure to have all the information that you need. Now, listen, make sure you come on over to the after show. We are going to continue the conversation. Um, you know, no holds barred. We're going to just, just lay it out on the table. Obviously, it's a rabbit hole that would take uh, quite a long time. We won't spend too much time. I'm not going to keep Kimberly too much longer. So she can get back to making more good stuff. But join us over <laughs> there, you. everyone. What Thank a pleasure you. to have you. And what Thank a delight so and a treat to see you. And tell Foster I said hello, will you? I will. And his love to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. We'll see you over on Patreon. Talk to you soon. <laughs>